All right, this uh, it's been been a while. I think it's been a few days. I just on Sunday posted. Uh, I mean, uh, in typical fashion, at least uh, pretty pretty typical for this season, anyways, because it's just been busy, busy, busy. Uh, I posted my my picks for last week, the NFL picks. I posted them on Sunday as the games were getting underway, and as I was posting. I posted my my NFL picks for last week on Sunday, December whatever fourth, uh, <laughs> for week thirteen, and then I posted. You know, I had some little thing that I did talking about CM Punk and AEW and all that stuff last week, and I posted that, and then I realized I had never posted my instant Survivor Series feedback from the car ride home from TD Garden two Saturdays ago. On uh, whatever the Saturday after Thanksgiving, a week and a half ago, yeah, something like that. <laughs> anyway, I, I I'm sitting there and I'm like, because uh, so the the place where I post the podcast, they changed their format. It used to be um, when you'd post your podcast, you'd you'd enter in the, the title and the description and keywords and all the inf- all the required information, and then you'd po- you know you'd grab the file. And uh, when you're ready, you click publish or post or whatever it is. And it, you know, takes a few seconds or maybe a minute, depending on how big the file is. And then it posts. Okay, good. And now they they changed it to where all of that's still the same. And you click the button, but instead of publish, it says save. (coughs) Excuse me. So it uploads it. It does everything that it would have normally done in the past, except it doesn't post it or publish it to the feed until you click a second you go to a second screen and it shows you all your pending so if i let's just say if i did 10 podcasts and i'm putting them all up i would have to click save first and then when i'm ready you go to the screen and it says okay here's the 20 podcasts that you just saved onto the site and whenever you're ready you can click publish and then boom they'll be they'll be posted and then people can go on to your, you go on your podcast service and you can download it stream it whatever the problem is <laughs> i'm so used to the old way that sometimes i forget that step actually i've only once forgotten that step and that was last week when i posted my survivor series feedback and uh so when i went to post my week 13 picks and my little cm punk rant thing whatever it was I clicked save on both of those and it uploaded them. And then I went to the screen where I then click public. Because the, the purpose is like, you know, let's say I did a, a going away on vacation or whatever. Uh, or I do all, you know, maybe I do a month's worth of podcasts on a Saturday. And I want to set it, schedule it to post those podcasts, you know, every Friday for the next four weeks or something like that. So it looks like I'm doing new shit, even though I'm a lazy ass and I did it all at once. Uh, that's the whole purpose. <laughs> but when you forget to hit the publish button, it doesn't do anything. So I went and I said, okay, I'm going to save my NFL picks, save my little CM Punk monologue thing that I did last week. And, uh, and then I went to the, the publish screen and I saw those two and I saw the third one and it said survivor series, instant feedback with the option to publish. And I said, Oh my God, has this just been sitting here for the last week? And I never published this. Yep. And so apologies, because the whole purpose was, hey, 
I'm driving home from TD Garden. I've got 45 minutes or so to kill. And I'm going to give you my instant analysis, instant feedback, instant whatever on the pay-per-view that I just saw live in person from the fourth row or fifth row or whatever it was that I was sitting in. So it was instant. (laughs) When I recorded it, it was instant feedback. It was fresh and new on November 26th when I was driving home from Boston from the Survivor Series. And, uh, and then I went, I, you know, I think that night before I went to bed, I, I put it on there, but it was just, uh, I was too tired, I guess. <laughs> and I do, if I remember correctly, I do believe I had a little, uh, do believe I had a piece of taffy or two, uh, before going in to watch the Survivor Series. So anyway, I did. Yes. Now that I remember, I, I believe I was talking about that in the car as I was sitting, <laughs> as I got to my my residence, my domicile, and was sitting in the car finishing up the podcast before I went in and went to bed. So anyway, oh well. Uh, it is up there, though. If you haven't listened, if you want to hear my instant analysis of uh, the Survivor Series 2022, the final pay-per-view of the year 2022. It's been a long time since Survivor Series was the final pay-per-view of a calendar year. Honestly, I want to say 1994 was the last time that Survivor Series was the last pay-per-view of the year. And that was the last time Survivor Series was also on Thanksgiving Eve, the day, night before Thanksgiving, which I, I do miss that. Because that's fu- I get it. It's weird to have a pay-per-view on a Wednesday. And that night before Thanksgiving, a lot of folks are still traveling or maybe they've gotten to where they're going to be and they're going to go out. It's like the busiest top two busiest drinking nights of the year, you know, New Year's Eve and Thanksgiving Eve. Cause yeah, I get it. Everybody's home from college. Everybody's home from wherever they work and wherever they live, you know, maybe it's a different state and whatever. So I, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, cause there's lots of other things going on for a lot of people on that night before Thanksgiving. But also, there's a lot of losers with nothing to do, and that's where I come in because I would love it if Survivor Series was still on uh, Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. And also, in this day and age, who the hell, who's watching stuff live anymore anyways? Aside from, like, maybe sports, I rarely watch WWE pay-per-views live. I still I still haven't finished WrestleMania. <laughs> I know what happened. I still haven't finished WrestleMania. Uh, and then uh, the other paper, Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, I still haven't finished those. I still haven't. I rewatched Survivor Series, and I'm still in the middle of the main event War Games match. And that's the closest to watching a, a pay-per-view on WWE Network or Peacock, whatever you want to call it, uh, that I've done. It's just, you know, it's been a busy year. And I just, <laughs> I just today finished Season 3 of Succession for the, well, I guess for Season 3, maybe this is my th- I guess third or fourth time through season three, but seventh or eighth time overall through the entire through one, two, and three seasons one, two, and three of Succession. That's how much I love that show. And the new season four is coming out. I think uh, in the spring. I want to say April, May. I don't know. Soon, soon, sometime in twenty twenty three, we're going to get new episodes of Succession. We've seen little snippets of it in HBO marketing and advertising things anyway uh started a new gig this week 
so far so good. It's only day three. Um, but holy shit, it's just like, yeah, I, I realize why I don't take time off because once I start taking, you know, I had two weeks to kind of regroup, unpack the last 14 months of insane, uh, working hours and stress and horribleness and all this stuff and, uh, and get ready for the next thing. And luckily it's December there's lots going on at the new gig, but it's also December. Uh, so it's not it's not just like, okay, full bore, dive right in, hit the ground running, let's go, 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 go. Um, and also, these are, these are, you know, reasonable people, they're not going to do that to me. There's only, there's only one place, <laughs> the place that I hated working the most, which is the place that I've been back to three separate times, um, <laughs> that just on day one, hour minute one of hour one of day one said, okay, we're about to dump everything in your lap. Here you go. Oh, okay, cool. <sighs> um, but that I have not worked there in, in several years, so that's good. And these are these are good people who I knew from the last go around in there. They're they're trying to not make me <laughs> go running for the hills uh so we're so we're easing our way in so that's good uh and then yeah the firm is closed for the final week of the year the final week of december 26 27 28 29 30 so that's very nice uh that's something that i'm very much looking forward to because as i was saying i don't take time off because boy oh boy once i start taking time off it gets it gets real nice. You do, and that's why I don't enjoy my vacations. Because I'm, if I, it's rare. But if I do have a vacation, it's maybe one week. That's not enough. A week is not enough time to like just stop and rest and relax. Uh, it's better than nothing. But I, you know what? I mean, even two weeks is not enough. <laughs> the first week was good. Because it really did feel kind of vacation-y because it's like, yeah, I went to New York, the Shatner Star Trek thing, and Nate, Joe, and seeing everybody, Stephanie and Carrie, and uh, and just a really, really fun weekend, a perfect weekend, and then, uh, you know, having some, having some days off to myself to just kind of hang out and do nothing and then uh you know enjoying some days off for thanksgiving with the family and getting to you know not have to take the kids to school getting to actually sleep in and really feel like a a vacation of sorts and then last week i mean geez i'm I'm at the start of week two of the vacation and monday night i was having like it wasn't a panic attack but it was a certainly an anxiety attack like just like and i could it was it's just one of those goddamn annoying things like what's I know I'm I'm anxious to start the new job and what's it gonna be, but like, can't I just? There has to be there have to be people who can just. Go, I know there are because I've met them, I've worked with them, that they just go on vacation, and once the vacation starts, they turn it off and they're in vacation mode from start to finish, and they have a great time and they relax. And I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. I feel like I used to be. I, I no, I don't feel like I know. I used to be able to do that. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, anyway, so I got to I got to week two, and uh, you know the weekend was good because I had the Survivor Series and that was fun. And then getting to a Sunday, and you know the kids are bummed because they had a few days off for Thanksgiving, and it's time to go back to school. And I'm like, hey, not me. I got another week. <laughs> and uh and that and that's great. But yeah, Monday night I'm sitting there just in the worst mood. I'm like stressing out. And then it got a little bit, but you know, Tuesday night wasn't as bad cuz it really did. I was like, Monday night I was like, look, it's Monday night, dude. Calm down. You got Tuesday, you got Wednesday, you got Thursday, you got Friday, you got Saturday, you got Sunday. And uh yeah, it's a weird thing. Like I was, I was stressed out, and then Thursday was like a horrendous day. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Anyway, <laughs> I was uh, so the 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 Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I took my car to get the windshield replaced because on a trip home from Boston, as I believe I mentioned, uh, growing across the Zakem Bridge. I could all this. I could hear the sound of spray. It sounded like hail or sleet was hitting the car. You know, it just sounded like a spray of something. And I tried to slow down or speed. I, I no. I I was like, well, I could slow down, but I don't. I don't know that that's going to do anything because I think it's you know it's coming from this truck. So I sped up and I got past the truck and it did stop. And I kind of, you know, even though it was dark out, I kind of looked and surveyed the damage while I'm driving. And I said, okay, the windshield looks looks fine. I don't think whatever hit the car, it couldn't have been that bad. And I, I couldn't really see anything. So, I mean, okay, seems good. And then, of course, uh, throughout the rest of the month, I, I noticed... Mm, I noticed, uh, yeah, coming out of the car wash that the windshield looked like it had just water droplets all over it. Which is, you know, can be a typical thing when you come out of the car wash. And I usually, when I come out of the car wash, I run the wipers real quick just to get any little streaks or little droplets off, and that's it. And then no big deal. So I run the windshield wipers, and nothing comes off. And after a few times of doing that, I realized, okay, this is not... This isn't these these aren't smudges. It's not rain. It's not water droplets from the car wash. This is like, oh. And then my wife said, "Well, what about that time recently while we were driving home and you got you we felt that like you heard that spray of rocks or gravel or something?" I said, "Oh yeah, you're right. That's what it is." And so I couldn't stand it. And so I, even though you know otherwise it's a really good windshield, it's the original windshield that came with the car. Uh, but I said, yeah, I can't stand this. I'm going to have safe light. Give me a, you know, replacement. And, and they did. And I went there the first time and the windshield was, the replacement windshield was broken. (laughs) I made an appointment during the last week of my last contract because I said, I don't want to be worrying about this on my, my two precious weeks off. I want this done. And so I'll go to the office a little bit late because it was during the last week and I was going to the office a lot so I could see people and, you know, go out to dinner with a friend and, you know, all this stuff and have have some fun before I left. I said, eh, I'll go to the office late. Nobody's going to notice. Nobody will care. 
and uh, and I have my laptop and stuff with me anyway, so it's not like I'm not online and working. So that Tuesday, my final Tuesday of the last contract a few weeks ago, uh, yeah, I went to the Safe Light place, had my 8 a.m. appointment, dropped off the kids at school, got there just at 8 o'clock, and they pulled my car around, and I sat and waited for a little bit, logged into the laptop, do a little work, do a little this, emails, whatever, and then the guy came and got me and showed me the replacement windshield that they took out of the box because it... It came late the night before or early that morning, so they weren't able to take it out and inspect it like they normally do until that day. So they inspected it, and the, some of the little pieces that are supposed to, you know, where the, where the windshield camera is supposed to plug in, you know, because I have front and rear cameras and some kind of, I have like overheads, all this crazy stuff. And uh, the 360, the 180, whatever it is. And, um, yeah, so the guy showed me and there were like little pieces falling apart and it was just a mess. He said, yeah, you don't want this windshield. I said, yeah, you don't need to tell me that. I'm, I'll tell you that. No, I don't want this windshield. Of course I don't. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, well, so what can we do? He's like, I'll reorder it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get you back here in another couple of days. And I said, well, that would be great. If you could get me back here tomorrow or Thursday or even Friday, uh, that would be great. Because, again, selfishly, I'm thinking if it could be done this week so I don't have to worry about it. And, of course, the earliest appointment they could get me was the following Tuesday, which was two days before Thanksgiving, which was the first Tuesday, which was only day two of my, you know, my little time off in between gigs. And uh, so, <laughs> so I went back Tuesday. And they did a great job. It took, it was supposed to take like two hours and it didn't. I was out of there. I think I got there at eight. I think I was gone by 930. And I was able to go out and get some, go to the farms and get some pies for Thanksgiving and some cider donuts and just kind of drive around and, you know, go to the taffy store, (laughs) come home, have taffy, play video games, just do nothing. It was great. And then, and then I didn't really use my car that much after that because we were just sort of on vacation. We were just hanging out at the house. It was all good. And I took my car to Boston and went to the Survivor Series. That was about it. And so week two of the weeks off, of the two weeks off, uh, we had a rainy day. And I don't remember what day it was. I think it was, oh, it was Wednesday. It was last Wednesday, November 30th. It was pouring, just as it was pouring. Today is also Wednesday. It's a week later, November, December 7th. Uh, Hippity hoppity Christmas is on its way. Um, I think as the song goes, Peter Cottontail, the Christmas bunny, hopping down the Christmas trail. Yeah, that's the song. Anyway. Mm. Take a swig. <sighs> so last, yeah, November 30th. Very early in the season, but that was the holiday concert because uh, the band instructor, the band leader at the middle school, uh, is, I think is due to become a parent anytime soon. And so he's taken some leave. 
and uh, I think he's already on leave, so they they had to have it relatively early in the year, earlier than usual by at least a week or two, which is okay. I mean, it kind of, you know, it's like what I, I mean. I get it. The guys, you know, go go be with your family. That's more important. But it was like, oh, geez, it's not even. <laughs> it's technically November, and we're having the holiday concert, and I'm just, you know, it's been warm. Or it's been rainy, or it's, you know, it just, you know, there's nothing that's, aside from when I was up in Ticonderoga, way up in the mountains, and there was snow all over the ground, and, you know, flurries all the entire drive out there through Vermont, and then snow flurries in uh, Burnt Hills in Charlton, uh, hanging out uh, at Nate's, and, uh, you know, that felt very Christmassy. Other than that, I just haven't, you know... Haven't felt super Christmassy, and we watched the Christmas story. Uh, you know, when watched it with the friends a few weeks ago, the sequel, and then watched it with the wife and kids uh, last week. And uh, you know, we watched. I don't know. We watched Christmas Vacation was on the other day. Watched that Mickey's Christmas Carol. Watched Simpsons and Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes and stuff like that. And, Home Alone is on TV right now, and I ch- I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, eh, I don't, I don't care right now, and I hate that because I've had, I, I think last year was kind of similar where I was just like not really feeling the Christmas thing too much, and then I was mad, you know, the day after Christmas, uh, and we were in North Carolina, which uh, you know, uh, being at my parents' house feels like Christmas, and being with my family feels like Christmas, but anything outside of those homes. Uh, when we go to North Carolina for Christmas, it's great because the kids get to see their cousins. They have a blast. They play together. Uh, you know, lots of nice dinners with the family and stuff. Um, I love being at my parents' house. I love being at my sister and brother-in-law's house. I love being at my in-law's house because uh, it feels almost, you know, almost like, hey, we're back in New York. You know, the family's together. It's Christmas. Everybody, the decorations and the trees and the lights and everything just looks great. Eh, except then you step outside and <laughs> there were a couple of days last year where it was in the eighties and it was humid and just gross and, you know, eh. but I got, you know, the day or two after Christmas, I was like, Oh man, I, I, I didn't watch Garfield. I didn't watch Mickey. I didn't watch all the usual stuff and it bummed me out, but I wasn't in the mood to watch him. But then I get mad that I wasn't in the mood and then Christmas has come and gone and I'm just kind of like, ah, damn it. <laughs> first world problems <laughs> i didn't watch my favorite christmas specials because i wasn't in the christmas spirit i had to watch them on december 27th oh, like a rube uh, anyway <laughs> um what, what was i talking about what's the whole point of any of this God damn, can I just fucking, can I complete a thought and can I complete a sentence and keep on the same thought? The answer is no, obviously. Oh yes, Wednesday, Christmas, holiday concert. It put me in the Christmas spirit though. You know, it kind of reminds me of the, the Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special where, you know, Charlie and Mac are, you know, go to each other's house to try and get in the Christmas spirit, except... <laughs> Except then they start to. This is where they both they both have uh, realizations <laughs> that didn't occur to them, uh, revelations of sorts, where 
Yeah, they realized like Charlie's mom on Christmas was running a train, and uh, lots of dudes dressed as Santa and elves would come over and give him presents, and then go upstairs and, <laughs> and bang his mom. <laughs> and then Mac, Mac's parents uh, lied to him and said that the Christmas, what you're supposed to do on Christmas, is go to every everybody's houses and open some presents, but then you leave some for the next family. Uh, but really, it was just his dad breaking in, <laughs> breaking into people's houses on Christmas morning and uh, stealing their stereos and VCRs and stuff. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, it was one of those things. You know, last went, I got we got to the concert and it's pouring rain and it's just hot and it's, it's humid. It's almost sixty degrees, and I'm just like, I don't feel Christmassy at all. Thanksgiving was less than a week ago, and. And so we get there, and and then man, the kids, you know, they all come out and they're playing all the Christmas songs, and it wasn't like obscure. You've never heard this song before, but we don't want to offend anybody, kind of stuff. It was like, yeah, you know, it was. They played Mr. Grinch, and they did, you know, they did actual songs that you would actually hear in other places, and the kids were fantastic. Yes, it's a middle school band, 6th and 7th and 8th grade, but, but they were fantastic. Yeah, it's not it's not the Boston Pops, of course not, but it's like they're really really good. And not just for middle school kids. I was like, wow, this is they're extraordinary. Uh and so we left there and I'm, you know, the wipers are going full speed and we get home, we pick up some McDonald's for the kids, great. Get home. Whatever, go to bed, get up the next day, it's no more rain, it's bright and sunny, and oh, dry. it's the first sunny day in a while, and the light hit the windshield just right, just so, and as I'm driving the kids to school, I just noticed a little teensy-weensy little sliver in the windshield, just a little, you know, smaller than a, not even as wide as a pinky nail, not even as li- but just enough and just in the right spot that it's always going to catch my attention. And I said, oh, please let that just be a, a weird-looking smudge that looks like a little chip, a little little ding. Please let it just be. So I got out and I you know, tried scratching at it outside. Nothing happened, and I couldn't even feel it. And then I got inside and, was, and I'm like, oh, this is like on the inside of the car. And, then, and that's when I said, well, then it's... <laughs> It's not a, it's not dirt because it, it wouldn't be on the, and I realized, yeah, okay, this was, this was probably installed with this little chip here and I'm just now noticing it because I haven't done much driving and most of the driving I've done is at night where I wouldn't really notice it. Okay. Or during the rain where I wouldn't notice it. So I got very, very angry because I thought, oh, I can't, have, the whole point was to have a nice clean windshield. That's the whole point. If I knew I was going to trade the old windshield to this new windshield and get this, you know, I would have kept my money and just not done it at all and just dealt with it because most of the little marks were on the passenger side anyways. So I got really mad and I'm like, okay, maybe I should just go over there and go over to Safe Flight and talk to us. I dropped off the kids, you know, love you, have a great day. And I was going to go over and I'm like, ah. Uh, what's that going to do? I'm going to go over there. I don't have an appointment. What are they going to do? They're going to tell me to, you know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They don't have a, they don't just have like a replacement 
they had to order this special. They don't just have one on hand, so it's not like they can fix it anyways. Anyway, so then I just, just one last time, as I'm almost home, I said, eh, let me just try one more time, because maybe it is, maybe just another swipe with the old windshield wipers will take care of it. And so I hit the windshield wipers, and they went up, <laughs> and the left windshield wiper went down, and the right windshield wiper just stood straight up in the middle of the windshield, and so the left one got, you know, jumped over the right one, so now I have like an X a windshield wiper X on my car as I'm driving home. And, and then I was really flipping out at this point, like motherfucking idiots. And it was pretty evident, like, okay, well, this is clearly directly a result of the window place, the safe light place, not, uh, you know, tightening the wipers and fully, you know, plugging them back in and tightening the, the things on and all that. So I said, okay, well, I should definitely just go right over there. But I was at this point, I'm almost home. And I was like, well, I need to, I I, I look disgusting. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to change. I got to shower, blah, 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 brush my teeth. Um, And then I'll go out. So I did that. I came in and I'm brushing my teeth. And I also, you know, I put the the windshield wiper back down and I tried to, I tried to tighten it myself, but it is in such a perfect place. And I didn't have a little uh, ratchet on, you know, in my pocket. I said, uh, no, just they, they, they did this. Get, let them fix it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll go to safe flight after this. So, so I came inside. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, I came inside <laughs> the, uh, the, the, I got home, came inside uh, started brushing my teeth and then I realized the cereal boxes from the kids breakfast this morning were still you know I take the cereal boxes down from the pantry and I just put them I line them up on the stove because uh, we don't have much counter space I put them on the stove and I put a couple bowls and spoons out and the kids when I wake them up they come out in the morning they get their cereal they eat their breakfast they watch you know 20 minutes worth of tv and then shower get dressed whatever and uh, and usually on most days I put the cereal boxes back in the pantry before we're even gone for school, and on this particular morning I didn't. So I came back and the cereal boxes were on the stove, and I'm brushing my teeth with one hand, and I tried, and one of the bags of Lucky Charms was kind of d- dangling out of one of the cereal boxes, and I tried to put it back in, and I just, then I you know made it worse. It was falling out, and I just I just kind of like I just shoved the cereal box. Cause I just, uh, just an angry, like pushed it off. I was like, God damn it. Finished brushing my teeth, spit out my toothpaste, went back to the bathroom, was going to the bathroom to then get ready to go <laughs> to have a shower and then go to safe light. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes after I go back to the bathroom, a smoke detector starts ringing. And I say to myself, God damn it. Those fucking upstairs neighbors again. <laughs> Because anytime the smoke alarm goes off, it's the upstairs neighbors. Because they fucking last, right before Christmas last year, the fire department, everybody had to come over because all the alarms are going off because this, uh, because they have this big, or they did, I don't know if they still do, they had this big, like, furnace looking thing that was for fucking uh, making homemade vodka. 
and they'd have like hoses coming out of the wind. I mean, just insane stuff. Like, wow, this whole place is going to burn down because of these assholes. And uh, the fire department came and the maintenance came. And of course they didn't get kicked out because you, nobody's, nobody's kicking anybody out for doing anything that's actually harmful. But you know, <laughs> if you're, if your rent is a penny short, you'll get an eviction notice like 10 minutes later. Not really. Not that I know, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so I said, those goddamn neighbors, they're making that vodka at 8 o'clock in the morning. So I get up, and I'm like, well, I you know, better make sure everything's okay. I'm not going to just sit here and go to the bathroom and ignore the smoke alarm. So I get up, and I come out, and I walk towards the door. And then I look to the right, and I see the, the little lamp above the, above the kitchen table. And I see there's a little, little, little cloud of smoke around the lamp. And I said, uh-oh. That's a cloud of smoke. <laughs> and I'm still thinking, like, there was, how could anything in here be on fire? It's got to be. It's like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, it's now it's, what is this, coming through the vents? That's great. That's fun. <sighs> and then I thought, oh, maybe is it, you know, is one of the, did one of the light bulbs burn out and it's, like, smoking? And this is all, I'm, these thoughts are all, you know taking milliseconds to go through my head as I'm turning the corner and I see the smoke above the lamp. And then I turn the corner into the kitchen and I see a thicker cloud of smoke. And I say, oh, fuck. And uh, there's a box of Lucky Charms on top of the stove. And it is on fire. (laughs) And I just, I was like, oh my God, help. And I grabbed a bowl, a cereal bowl, and filled it with water and just tossed the water because like I, I can't think right now. I can't think straight. I just know, okay, fire, water. Throw water on fire. Fire goes out immediately. Obviously, what happens when you put out a fire? Whatever smoke there was before, there's going to be more smoke. And so there was a lot more smoke. I was, you know, open. you do the normal thing. We've all had it at some point, I, I think. You know, maybe you, you're cooking something in the oven and it's, you know, you overcook, something burns and you have to, you know, put on the fans, the oven, the stove fan and everything. And, you know, we've all had something like that. I remember when I was a kid, my mom left her purse on the stove and, and that caught on fire or burned or something. I don't, I don't really remember, but she had... She had the little rings from the from the burner uh, <laughs> imprinted on her purse after that. And that was kind of a scary thing. And, yeah, you know, that shit happens. We had, I, you know, I remember one time in the summer, my dad was cooking burgers out on the grill. And the window was open to the bathroom. And the smoke the grill was right underneath. And the smoke went up and into the bathroom window. And then right outside the bathroom was the smoke detector. So the smoke alarm went off. And, the, yeah, okay. And this was like, yeah, just the tiniest little fire on a box of cereal, charred cereal now. And uh, so I, you know, put it all out and cleaned and scrubbed and everything's good. It was, you know, it was, uh, it was a very minor thing. But I couldn't figure out how the hell... And, and, and by the way, the burner was on the, the, the back burner, the left back burner. On this. Of course, I turned that off immediately, too. 
And I cleaned everything and I scrubbed everything and I scoured and windows were open and fan. And of course, it was like 20 degrees outside, so that was fun. It took about, well, I don't know, 15 minutes from it to go from uh, about 69, 70 degrees in here to about 49 <laughs> in no time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so that was good fun. And uh, anyways, it's the smell is almost, what it was, six days later, the smell is almost gone. So that's good. But it was, the, that was Thursday. And I was, and then I was just pissed because it's like, oh, God damn it. So what happened was, for those of you wondering, what had happened was that the, uh, when I shoved the, what I angrily, while brushing my teeth, while I angrily shoved the cereal box. Again, it is a half empty cereal box. And I shoved it and evidently shoved it with enough force because uh, our, our our burners are such that I, I don't know how everybody else's burners are, but the knobs you push in, you can't just turn it. You know that's the childproof thing, I guess. Uh, but if you push the knob and then turn it, and you turn the stove on, you turn on the burner. So I, it's like a one in a million, <laughs> like Frank Costanza, one <laughs> million to one shot, Doc, million to one. It really, it was like, what are the odds of that happening? That I that I push a cereal box, and and it hits the knob, and simultaneously pushes it in and turns it, and then the burner is on, and then I go away to go to the bathroom, and the cereal box was still just laying there, and so after. And by the way, this stove, it's it's electric. It's not get so you turn it on and it's it's hot in about three seconds. It does not take long for this thing. It takes uh, a month and a half for it to cool off after you, once you've turned it off. But when you turn it on, it's like, you know, count to three and you'll have a very, very hot stovetop. And so it didn't take long for the thing to heat up. And, uh, and I'm in the bathroom and obviously it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a little bit before the thing catches on fire. And then it's going to be a little bit before the smoke gets from the stove all the way to the smoke detector. Cause the smoke detector, unfortunately is not near the stove, but it's close enough. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to take me a few minutes to finish what I was doing in the bathroom and get mad at the neighbors who were doing absolutely nothing, of course, had nothing to do with this. And so by that time I come out and, uh, yeah, and, uh, not even enough time to like, I didn't even consider grabbing the fire extinguisher. I just grabbed a bowl and filled it with water and threw it on the stove and it extinguished the flames immediately. And luckily the flames had not gone anywhere, but the, the cereal box, there's a little tiny, little tiny burn mark on the on the stove that I don't give two shits about if they charge me for a new stove because of that little little mark then I don't I don't even care whatever great do it fine uh it was really you know really the thing after that was just trying to get rid of the goddamn smell which was horrendous and luckily we have many you know we have like the top of the line Dyson air purifying machine that we've had for 
I don't know, quite a few months since the summer, maybe. And another similar, uh, well, yeah, since we got the cat, because we decided, well, we've got a litter box now. That's gross. And it's going to be cold soon, so the windows are going to be closed. So we better get some, uh, and it was hot, too hot to have the windows open. So it was like, yeah, let's get a bunch of really good state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line air purification machines. So we had those anyways, which is really good. And I put bowls of baking soda all over the place. And I went to Lowe's and I bought all kinds of stuff to get rid of sprays and whatnot to get rid of the, you know, smells and so forth. Good, good, great, great, super. Um, And, uh, you know, we're six days later. And, (laughs) you know, luckily it's been more, I've got the windows open now because it's like close to 60 degrees for Christ's sakes, December 7th in new hampshire and uh yeah so we're yeah we've and luckily the smell it didn't get to the back of the house or anything so the kids rooms are all the bedrooms are fine the clothes everything it was just like yeah you realize like holy shit that little tiny bit of and it wasn't like it was a big black cloud of smoke or anything it was like as you know like when you're first starting a campfire and you light the kindling yeah Take that and make it even less of a fire. And that's what it was. And yes, a few more seconds and certainly a few more minutes. And that could have uh, really gotten bad real fast. I think to myself, holy shit. What if I got angry at that cereal box (laughs) and shoved it and then grabbed my keys and said, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go to the safe light place and get my car checked out. Then that would be very bad. Luckily, I didn't leave, and I just went to the bathroom, and I was able to be here to prevent a potential disaster from happening. Yeah, so nothing was da- – well, the only thing that was damaged was a box of cereal. <laughs> Did not – was not able to salvage the box of Lucky Charms. And, uh, yeah, I'm incredibly thankful that the only casualty of that whole thing – was a, a box of Lucky Charms and a number of sponges that got very, you know, dirty, <laughs> scouring and scrubbing all the countertops. And, yeah, and then the wife cleaned the seal. I mean, this I've never seen the ceiling so white. Uh, I don't think the ceiling was cleaned even before we moved in here seven years ago because I've never seen it. It's just, like, doesn't even look like it. It's crazy. Uh, and our kitchen has wallpaper <laughs> from... I think the late 60s. Uh, and I'm too stupid to know how to do anything. I, you know, I, I vacuumed and I put baking soda and I did all that stuff. And the wife on Saturday, uh, you know, put together a cleaning solution and basically scrubbed the walls and scrubbed the ceiling and got all the, you know, you know, most of it was probably older than you know, just, just dirt and soot from years and years. And uh, you know what? It's it's not so bad now. It's pretty much, I think, another week or two, and it'll be it'll be completely gone. But it is it's so fucking annoying that smell. But every time I smell it, and I say, "Ugh, gross," and I think, you know what? The place, uh, the, the 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 kitchen, you know, doesn't smell so great. You know, it smells like it smells like burnt dinner. A little, but but faintly at this point. And I think, okay, 
There it is. That's the worst thing that ha- the worst thing that happened is my Thursday just turned into the you know that was my that became my Thursday was you know working on all of that shit and that was the worst thing that happened. So, but it still was just like of course if I had just dropped the kids off and just went to the safe flight place and they could have gotten a little wrench and they could have tightened the screws on the windshield wipers and that would have taken care of that. And, uh, and if I really wanted, they could have ordered a, you know, they could have ordered a a windshield for me. Um, so yeah, so what I did, uh, Thursday evening, the safe light place closed at five. So end of the day, I said, all right, I'm going to go over, see what I can do. So I went over to safe light around four o'clock and, uh, my guy, Ricky, who installed the windshield, he was there. And I said, hey, man, there's a little chip on this thing I want you to take a look at, see what you think, because it's very annoying. I said, and also, my one of my windshield wipers is not working. I need you to fix that. And he came out with the wrench, and he tightened the windshield wiper, and it was working perfectly, and it has been ever since. So that that was all that needed to do. And then as far as the thing on the window, he said, yeah, he said, we can order a new one, and you can have it replaced, he said, but you know, to have it replaced just for this one little chip, he said, honestly, he said, if I were you, I would just go through at least another winter. Uh, cause you know, the plow and all that shit and the snow and whatever stuff gets kicked up and the, you know, the pavement turns into just, it's just, just chunks of pavement all over. It's New Hampshire. So it's just potholes and just shit flying through <laughs> being flung in the air from people's cars and uh, and so i said yeah all right you're making a lot of sense cuz he said he said you're covered you can get a replacement because yeah that's our fault that chip is on the inside which means that you you know no rock flew up and hit this after you got the replacement it probably came like that and so that's that's something that we'll replace he said but if I were you, I would take advantage of that after you get hit with other things. And I said, but yeah, but <laughs> then they're going to say, oh, my gosh, look at all these cracks and chips from outside. Like, that's not our fault. We're not replacing it. He said, no. He said, I've <laughs> – you have this this crack that is on the inside. That's all they need to know, that this thing's on the inside. And you'll get – Okay. And I said, okay, fair enough. That's fine. Also, I don't really have time to fuck around with this thing anymore because I've now been here like four times in the last month and I'm, I've had enough. <laughs> um, and all of that was after the guy came to my house to replace the windshield and then realized, oh, yeah, this needs to be done at the shop because you have – you know, electrical in your windshield and you have a camera in your windshield and all this stuff. And it's a very particular windshield. We need to order it. I'm like, okay. So it's been a long time trying to just get this goddamn windshield. And uh, so I'm just, I said, okay, all right, that's fine. And I thought, boy, oh boy, if only I had just done that at eight o'clock this morning, I would have had my uh, wipers taken care of. I would have had you know, gotten some good consultation on the on the chip on the window and just said, yeah, okay, no big deal. That's fine. And and I would have gone home. And I would have walked in the door. I would have put the cereal boxes away. 
and I would have gone about my day doing absolutely nothing, playing video games, putting up Christmas decorations. I don't know. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> I can never I can never quite seem to But I, let me tell you though, I will tell you this. As bad as Thursday was, uh Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, cuz Wednesday was just a rainy, gloomy sort of day and I took the kids to school. <laughs> yeah, because Monday of last week I came home and said, I'm going to go to the storage unit. I'm going to get the empty Halloween bins. I'm going to get as many Christmas bins as I can fit in the car. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to take down the Halloween stuff finally. And I'll have the Christmas tree up and I'll surprise the family. I'll come home and see like a nice little Christmas scene when they walk in the door later this afternoon from school. Uh, And I said, I'm going to go. If I don't stop right now and do that, I'm not going to do it at all. And then. and then as no sooner I said that than I I had uh, <laughs> I, I I had some bodily needs that uh tending to. I needed to get back to needed to get back to my home base, hit the old uh the old restroom. <laughs> and then I think after that I said, Okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then I'm just gonna run right over and get the Halloween bins and blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, and then as soon as I finished going to the bathroom, I went into the bedroom and I pulled the covers off the bed and then I climbed onto the mattress and then pulled the covers over me and then proceeded to stay in bed until about 1230 <sighs> or I slept until 1230 and got up. At, I don't even know. And then Tuesday, I did actually come home from taking the kids to school and I went and I got bins and then uh and then we had just bins piled up until Saturday because I didn't do anything with them. Uh <laughs> because Wednesday cuz Tuesday it was like all right well I've done enough I'm too tired now from getting these bins out. And uh <laughs> and then Wednesday uh I did more of the same. I tr- took the kids to school and then I came home and I didn't even tell myself I was going to do anything. I just got in bed. So I said, I'm going to get in bed and I'm going to play video games on the Steam Deck and I'm going to watch some shows on the iPad. And I didn't do any of those things. I just got in bed and fell asleep. And I woke up around, I don't know, noon, one o'clock. I don't even know. And I lied in bed and I played some video games. I played some Stray on the Steam Deck and I watched some TV. And uh, yeah, it was like uh, probably I think oh yeah because I was still in bed. My wife gets home from work at one forty-five, and she came home and I was still in bed. So that gives you some idea. <laughs> uh, yep. Good, 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 good fun. So Wednesday, and you know what? Usually that's the kind of thing that makes me really depressed. Like if I stay in bed all day, like I I want to get up. <laughs> Even more so on a Saturday or a day off, I want to be up by 7 o'clock at the latest so I can just, like, be on with my day. And, of course, when I'm taking the kids to school, I'm going to be up at 6.30, 7 anyways, and then take the kids to school, get back at 8, and, I, and then the world's my oyster for the rest of the day. But I was just so goddamn tired that I just came home and hopped in bed, and I didn't feel any guilt. I didn't feel bad about it. It didn't depress me. It made me feel – I felt great. I just said, I fucking, I need sleep. I so badly need sleep. So I came home and I slept. And it was tremendous. Uh, 
And then, so that was, you know, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week were pretty good. Pretty. Uh, and then, and then Thursday, you now know about Thursday. And then Friday, I'll tell you, Friday was great. I got up and I took the kids to school and I said, you know, this is my last like day off. I know there's Saturday and Sunday, but this is the last day of like, nobody else is home except me. I, I could be and should be doing some things and getting Halloween stuff put away. And I put away a few things and I just, I just said, nah. And so I just, I played video games. I did a little podcasting. I hung out. I relaxed. I enjoyed my day. And then Saturday we did a lot of cleaning, a lot of scouring. We took down Halloween officially. We put up Christmas officially. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit, uh, lighter on Christmas than usual. Um, cause it's just like, ugh. I, I, I don't want, I don't want it to be like the middle of February and the Christmas tree. I, I want the Christmas tree to be up during Christmas, during the week after Christmas, you know, first couple of weeks of January, it's not so bad during like football playoffs and stuff like that. And then Martin Luther King weekend, which is like the 15th, 16th, something like that. that's a perfect time. Because you got a three-day weekend, so <laughs> if you spend some time on a Saturday taking down all your Christmas stuff, it doesn't feel as bad because it's like, hey, even if it took the whole day, we still have all of Sunday and all of Monday to relax. And that's always kind of been the logic. Uh, most Christmases, we take down stuff Martin Luther King weekend, and then there's the ones where we leave Christmas up until March. And well, that one time... May. <laughs> and it's funny too, because like, yeah, the, the year that we left the Christmas tree up until May 1st, that was the first year, that was the year that we were married. We were married in August of 2007. And so Christmas of 2007, it was our first place together. And we had our little light up reindeer and Christmas trees out in the grass. And there was lots of snow. We got hammered with snow in December. It was a winter wonderland. It was a perfect looking Christmas in 2007 and then 2008 was perfect because we didn't we got this we got pummeled with snow when you want to be pummeled with snow which is december and then january there was like one big storm and so that gave us a new fresh blanket of snow and then just as that fresh coating was getting kind of grungy then february there was another one other big snowstorm fresh snow fresh pow and then in March, there was another. So there was just like three. It was just like one January, one February, one March snowstorm. And then by the end of March, it was all melted and gone. And uh, and it was just between that and our first place together and, you know, the wedded bliss and all of that. It was like, oh, why would I ever want to take down the Christmas tree? It's making me so happy all the time. And it did. I loved it. I loved having it up. That was like. God damn, it is crazy though. Like you go back, you think like, wow, combined, I believe <laughs> all in, I think we were pulling in maybe like 60K a year with the two of our salaries. So not making much money. And our rent was like 800 a month. Super easy, super affordable. Uh, our cars were paid off. It was just like, yeah. This is good. This is nice. 
It was just like, it was so fucking simple. I often say, what, what, what happened? What the fuck happened? It hasn't been like that in a long time. I miss that. <laughs> I think, yeah, was it just like, I mean, stuff changes. You know, you change jobs, you change states, and then you change jobs and states again and then again <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> Four different states in five. I think that's what did it. Four states in five years. And, and as many jobs in that amount of time. And going from like very comfortable, content, not making a ton of money. By the time we left New York, I think the combined was, I don't know, 75, 80K, something like that. Nothing crazy. But enough, right? But, you know, then you start like, ah, man, it would be nice if uh, as hard as it is to do, it would be nice if the kids could be raised, you know, at home by their mother and not have to pay for, you know, a daycare, which is going to wipe out <laughs> almost an entire salary anyways. So you might as well have uh, get rid of one of those salaries because you're going to be spending it all on daycare and all that stuff. So whatever. It's a wash. And we'll move to Florida and I'll make uh, a little bit more and, you know, whatever. <sighs> God damn. But then, and then that's, I mean, you, what am I talking about? I can pinpoint exactly when things went from being comfortable and simple and not complicated to the complete opposite of that. It's very easy. Moving to Florida. <laughs> I think I've said that a few times on here. Uh, and as crazy as it sounds, I would do it all the same again oddly enough i wouldn't do it all the same that's a that's an idiotic thing to say there's a lot of shit i would have done differently uh but you know that's that's life right you're not supposed to <laughs> you figure it out as you go and then and then the uh they say the benefit of hindsight I, I benefit what's the benefit you can't do anything about it it's the curse of hindsight i would love to not have hindsight how many times you go, oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. If I had known then what I know now, I would have been, been, been. Well, that's the whole point. You didn't know, and now you do. What can you do about it? Try to change it going forward, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that's it. It's a simple thing. It was like, wow. I just, you know, I had a job that didn't require, like, it was a lot of work. It wasn't a job for stupid people, but it was also, like, once you kind of figure it out, you got it figured out and you can kind of just keep doing it. And then I would leave work every day at uh, either 3.30 or 4 and get home by 4 or 4.30. And I would go on a long, long walk and the wife and I would drink wine and have a nice dinner and watch TV. Or if she was working, I'd play video games all night and drink wine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was like, that's it. And once a week, my grandmother would have us over and make us dinner. And then on another day, my in-laws would have us over and make us dinner. And then on Sunday, my parents would have dinner and we'd go over. And in between that, I'd see friends all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah, we should just give this up and go to fucking a place where we don't know anybody and nothing's the same and it's the complete opposite of everything uh, we've come to know and love. We should just do that. Yeah. We'll be really, really, and have two brand new kids because that <laughs> will be really easy. Yeah, let's go, let's go live two hours from Disney World when we have babies. 
Because that's, uh, yeah, instead of when they're old enough to actually enjoy it, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. We did. I mean, the kids, <laughs> the oldest has some memories of Disney in Florida. The youngest has none because she wasn't even a year old when we moved from Florida. Uh, but the wife and I, have, we, I have lots of fond memories of going to Disney during those years, 2010, 2011, 2012. And that was right before, that was, that was like the final those were the final moments before Disney just got just stupid expensive. It's always been very expensive. And then after like 2013, 2012, 2000, then once they were like, yeah, we're going to do all these, we're going to have the Star Wars land and we're going to have uh, Avatar land and Universal is going to have the whole Harry Potter thing. And, and we lived there when the Harry Potter thing was that we got to go enjoy the Harry Potter rides and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, but we, we got to enjoy, I mean, the last Disney tickets I purchased were, um, you know, we had a, we had the Florida residents pass when we first moved there. That was cool. And then, uh, and then when we, right before we moved, they had a special where it was like a three day park hopper, Florida resident deal for $99. And it's like, you can't even do one day for $99. It's just crazy how much these prices have gone up at this fucking place. Uh, luckily, Bob Iger's back because uh, that last that last Bob, old nickel and dimes, I mean, Jesus. Like, boy, Nick, Disney really nickels and dimes you to death. And then that the Bob, uh, whatever his name is, who just left, he was like, oh, hold my beer. I see some things that I can charge you for that you haven't been charged for. Iger's back, so hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, huh, what does this have to do with anything? I don't know. Anyway, life used to be simple. <laughs> my advice, that, I, that what I tell my kids all the time is like, don't make it any harder than it needs to be. It's going to be hard. There's just unavoidable hardships of life. No matter what kind of money you're making, no matter what kind of whatever, there's always, it's not easy. There are challenges and they come when you least expect them, whether you're ready for them or not, stuff happens. So why create more on top of that? Well, I'll tell you why, because that's what I fucking do. Uh, but it didn't have to be that way. And I tell my kids, like, find something that makes you happy. Pursue your passions, pursue your dreams. You might end up doing that for a living and you might not. I was talking with a friend last night. I think a lot of the reason that I haven't really like pursued my passions and dreams professionally is I'm terrified that the handful of things that I actually enjoy in this life are going to be ruined if I do them professionally. I, 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 love, I love pro wrestling. If I became a pro wrestler, I don't know. I might have found out like just how sleazy and seedy that business is, and it might have turned me off to pro wrestling forever. Meanwhile, I've never been involved in pro wrestling in any professional sort of way, and I still enjoy it. And, you know, the same with any, like, what if I went into, I love music, and what if I went into the the music biz, and it just fucking, you know, 
There's something to be said. <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. There's something to be said for not following your dreams. <laughs> and it's not to say don't follow your dreams. If you really, because there's a lot of people who do follow their dreams and they love it and it's everything they had hoped for and it's great. So I'm not telling you don't, but you know, sometimes, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but I tell the kids, like, you know, don't make, just don't make it any more complicated than it needs to be because it's already going to be difficult enough. Shit ain't getting any cheaper. <laughs> uh, computers and automation and everything else ain't going anywhere. Um, it's going to be, it's not getting, shit's not going to get less competitive. So, you, you know, there's going to be a lot of challenges, uh, but if you can make it fucking easy, and I've also made it very clear that I'm, you know, I've I've already I've already made my life as <laughs> difficult enough. I'm here to help make my kids' lives not as difficult, because that's what you want. I want you know, unless you're Abe Simpson, when you in which case you would want the opposite. <laughs> it's every parent's dream to outlive their children. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Uh, so I don't know, just, I just, uh, just, just rambling. Um, but I still feel, I, I, it's interesting. I'm on this new project and this new contract and I'm very happy to be on it. I truly am. It's a good place. I've been here before. A lot of the same people. Very, it's nice. It is really nice. It's going to be a shit ton of work. It's what else is new? It's, it's always the case. But I'm in a good spot. And I'm also in a spot where, uh, yeah, now uh, the, the, the house hunt is going to resume very, very soon. Uh, like in the next couple of weeks, you know, just in time for the holidays. Um, you know, it, it's going to, it's going to, there's going to be a soft resumption of that kind of thing. Obviously, we're getting to the end of the year. Only so much is going to happen between now and January 1st, no matter what. Uh, but, yeah, then once we get to get to the new year, uh, you know, the house prices have come down a little bit. They might continue to go down. They'll, eh, yeah, they'll probably continue to go down slightly uh, and level off slightly. But, you know, I'm uh, the, the notion that, like, that this is going to be like 2006, 2007, 2008, you know, uh, <laughs> no, it's not going to be, um, so, you know, whatever you can always, you can always, uh, you can always do something about your interest rate, you know, after, after a certain amount of time, uh, if rates get better, you can always change that. You can't, you can't change the price. <laughs> <laughs> that you paid for your house once that's uh, said and done. So, which is okay. I, I know the number that I am comfortable with uh, and there's stuff out there and it's all going to go. It's going to be a big pain in the ass and it's going to be a stress-filled, uh, you know, nightmare uh, because I've I've not, I've never heard of a person who didn't have that, right? Um, no matter what, it's all, there's always all kinds of, fun shit. Um, but you know, that's, that's something to, to look forward to, but all in all, you know, other than, yeah, the employment 
is necessary for the for the home buying process obviously there's a there's always been this level of like oh my god if i find myself unemployed that's really going to suck and i've found myself unemployed several times and it didn't actually suck as much as you think because that's those are the times that you realize just how overworked you are and how much you needed to not be doing anything uh it's not the unemployment that's bo- that's bothersome it's the non paycheck uh which is why i think i i think i said on my survivor series podcast if you if you can find yourself <laughs> getting severance you know if you get find yourself like oh man i'm so burned out uh, just just pray hope and pray that you're on the next the next round of layoffs and that you've put in enough time that you have a pretty good little chunk of severance that you can uh, that you can enjoy for however many months i mean i know people who have had like gosh i i, I knew somebody who had like two years of severance and they got laid off they shouldn't have been laid off because they were really really good there were two people with basically the same level the same managerial level and uh one had seniority on the other one he should have gotten the boot because he was a fucking moron oh my god the idiot of all idiots and she was brilliant and she knew everything in and out and so of course she was the one who got cut um because she wasn't a political person and that's what you need to be sometimes most of the time all the time uh (laughs) but she had been with the firm for 25 years or something and uh yeah got a got a month (laughs) i think got damn near a month for every year uh so that was a night so she was not she wasn't crying over having a a two-year vacation and i haven't talked to her uh that two years would have been up probably about a year ago i guess and uh I, i haven't talked to her i'm curious to know i guess i could check her linkedin but anyway uh that's the and then I had a, a friend who I worked with who was telling me about how her dad was uh you know got hired uh, as a consultant for some startup in Cape Cod and he was at first he was commuting out to Cape Cod and then just decided to buy a house in Cape Cod and then the, and then he kind of retired cuz then the 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 thing was finished and the guy said I'm going to I'm going to give you 2 years of severance cuz you've done so much for me I'm going to give you 2 years of severance like whoa, jeez, man, jeez. I've I, the most I've had is three months, and that was a joy. I don't, I don't know. I would, yeah. Two years of severance would be like, yeah, okay. We can, we can, we can pivot to another industry altogether. <laughs> uh, but it's all good. I'm happy where I am. Uh, I think it's gonna go really well. Uh, but I do. I tell my kids, like, dude. Don't fucking make things more complicated than they need to be. Enjoy your childhood because that goes away. And once you're out in the real world, guess what, baby? You're out in the real world. There ain't no, you're not going, nobody's going back in the womb. Uh, occasionally you can get a couple weeks off in between jobs and you can curl up in bed and that's, you know, maybe the closest thing, put a, put some white noise on or enjoy the rain outside. And that's nice. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I just tell my kid, I said, look at, look at, look at the people who are adults who are happy and look at what they did and look at the adults who are unhappy and just try to, you know, try to, try to 
detect some patterns because there are patterns. Um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be like crazy, uh, crazy, crazy complicated. And then you, you know, make time for yourself, make time for your family, make time for your friends. You know, I guess my, my, when I tell my kids, I'm like, listen, I'll make it real easy for you. Look at all the things that I have done. Look at all the things that I'm doing now. Continue to watch me into the future when I do more things and do the opposite of that. Pretty much just do the opposite of that. <laughs> Step one, don't go to grad school. <laughs> you know, okay, college is just unless you're going to be a lawyer, which, okay, then you've decided that you do not want a, a simple and happy life. Okay. L lawyer stuff, bank stuff, you're going to, you're going to be, yeah, you're gonna, you can make money. But whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's just lots of ways to make things simple. And I, I've spent the last 12 years <laughs> realizing that I could have kept things simple. Uh, there's there's pre-2010 and then there's post-2010. And post-2010 has been uh, yeah, it's not, as, not as many laughs and chuckles as one would hope. <laughs> Uh, except for these fake chuckles like I just did, like Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> yeah, so it's bullshit. It's bullshit chuckling. Anyway, uh, yeah, but everything, you know, it's, but you, you, but then you, you do get there and you figure out, you realize like, hey, you know what? I actually, you know, I entered this whole industry that I knew nothing about and it was terrifying and I still am every day realize how much I don't know and, but then you realize oh, everybody else is in the same boat. And, uh, and as long as you just, you know, you do what's asked of you, try to be, try to be strategic, try to, try to figure out what the boss wants before they even know it. And hey, you might not be able to do that on the first day, but eventually you can. And, uh, you know, just don't be an asshole. Or if you're going to be an asshole, have a skill set that nobody else has, uh, which makes it enough for people to tolerate being an you being an asshole or go to work for a fucking government where they just take the assholes uh because they can't be fired and they just promote them to get them out of their department and they say oh this guy's such a piece of shit hey good news chuck you've been promoted <laughs> and you're moving over to this department and you and i will hopefully never cross paths ever again go fuck yourself you're somebody else's problem now yeah anyway <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Uh, it's been fun talking about absolutely nothing. But yeah, that was my that was my week last week. A lot of a lot of you know there was napping, there were f fire alarms, <laughs> broken windshield wipers, uh, and uh, and a really lovely Christmas concert at the at the middle school. Which I I if I could go back in time, you know I'm not, I wouldn't. That's the thing. I wouldn't go back to 2010. Because uh, my daughter was born in 2011, which means in order for that to happen exactly as it did, we'd have to move to. That's why I don't regret anything. And I was just texting with my my Florida buddies, the the fellow cackling crows last night, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's other shit. Yeah, work maybe wasn't so great. A lot of that was very depressing. 
and very stressful. And having two ba- having two little babies, having one baby, and then saying, hey, we're going to move away from everybody. Instead of having grandparents on hand, uh, two of uh, several of whom who are retired, and having friends and family to help out with stuff when you need it, you know, it takes a village, all that shit. Well, maybe, but you can also go and not have any village at all and still do okay. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a lot harder. And I'm envious because all the people where we live now, 95, 90% of them, uh, well, there's about, probably about 50, 50. There's a lot of, a lot of transient sort of, you know, people from all over. And then the, and then half, probably about, probably 40% of the people are from all over the place. Uh, here in, in Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, 60% have never left. And those are the ones that I'm actually kind of envious of because they, you know, it, it, they know everybody. Uh, you know, they know all the teachers at the school because maybe they had some of them, or if it's younger teachers, it's probably f- friends of theirs from high school. And everybody's, you know, they're all neighbors and they've all known each other for 30, 40 years, whatever, since childhood. And their families all live here and their parents and the grandparents and everybody's all here. And they have like this whole little network and stuff. And uh, that's been the, that's, that's the, that's the hardest part by far is that every decision hinges on, oh, can I do this? And, uh, still, you know, get my kids to where they need to be every day. <laughs> and yeah, it's not like, oh, great. I'll I'll call my parents or I'll call my in-laws and say, "Hey, can you take the kids to school? Hey, can you pick up the kids from school? Hey, can you watch the kids this weekend?" So the wife and I can It's like that's the stuff that <laughs> It's like, "Oh, we had that. We could have had that." And then I, 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 I'm not, and nobody else, I'm the one who fucked shit up and said, no, let's go, let's go move away from that two different times. Yeah. But you know, you get to where you're going and you, and you make it work. So it's all good. It's all fun. Lucky Charms catching on fire was not fun. But as I said, boy, oh boy, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And, uh, and boy, oh boy, you know, the decision to move to Florida and then move to North Carolina and then move to New England, (laughs) that could have also gone way worse too. And I think about like, you know, got to do a lot of stuff because, you know, I'm in an industry that does pay pretty well because there's not much else of benefit. (laughs) There's no like you know, oh, this is so rewarding. I feel so fulfilled. I feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like a no. It's just, you know, if you're in banking, you're just, you know, it's banking. And uh I'm happy to not be in banking anymore as of <laughs> as of Monday. Still a consultant, still a lot of the same things, but just not having to hear anybody talk about uh customers and tellers and it's like all right all right uh 
even though I'm like several, you know, layers, I've, I've always been several layers removed from that sort of thing. But still, the stuff that you're doing is either a result of what's happening on the front line or will result in what's going to happen on the front line. And it's like, eh, I don't give a shit about customers. <laughs> I don't want to do customer stuff. I don't like customers. They're terrible. Everybody who becomes a customer is just a terrible customer. All right. I'm tired. I'm going to go. Lunch is over. And uh, I think that's it. I feel like there was more that I wanted to talk about. Uh, not really, though. This weekend uh, this weekend was supposed to, originally, it was supposed to be uh, that we were going to go to the North Country and uh, try to do some snowmobiling for the first time. We have this place, we used to, you know, cabins and stuff. And we used to, it's been, I think, four years, maybe, 2018, I think it was the last time we went there. And we would go, like, the weekend before Christmas or sometimes even the day, I think we were there, like, the day before Christmas, the first time we went up. And uh, and I kind of said, you know, uh I would like to do that again. This we haven't done that in a while. Let's go back up and we'll get a, a nicer cabin that we we're used to having, and we'll rent a snowmobile and we'll make reservations at the fantastic restaurant that they have up there. And so I booked this weekend, and then uh, <laughs> they they were lovely enough to call me and say, "Hey, just let you know." The restaurant's not open yet. It's not going to be open that weekend. So you're not going to be able to, you know, you're going to have to go off campus to find food. And this is like Nowheresville, USA. It's up basically in the border, in the Canadian border. Uh, it's about as far north in New Hampshire as you can go. It's way up there, dude. Um, it's on that little tip at the tippy top of New Hampshire where if you go, <laughs> you know, five feet to the west, you're in Vermont. And uh, five feet to the north, and you're in Canada. But it's like the snowmobile capital in the world, Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. <sighs> and we've been there before, and the restaurant is fantastic, and it's relaxing. And the kids were too young, so we didn't do the snowmobile thing. But it was just fun to go up and just sit, sit overlooking the frozen lake and watch the snowfall and just enjoy, uh, you know, a nice little weekend before Christmas. And so they were kind enough to call and say, listen, the, the restaurant, I'm just letting you know, the rest, actually, I don't know, or maybe I called them. That's, that's not true. They didn't call me. I called them because, I, I, you know, you have to call to book a snowmobile. And I called and said, hey, I'd like, to, you know, I'd like to reserve a snowmobile for this week, this weekend in December. And she said, okay, well, <laughs> that's not a guarantee. We don't have snow yet, and we might not have snow. Oh, okay. Well, can I make reservations for the restaurant? Nope. Oh, it's already booked? No, it's just not open that weekend. It's not opening until, I don't know, December 27th or something like that. And it used to be open during December, but, you know, COVID and the impacts of that and it's, you know, all all that stuff. Everybody's just stretched. So, uh, and I guess one of the chefs retired, so the other chef was just working like seven days a week, all day, every day. So, the, you know, people need time off, as as we've been discussing in the last hour, uh, hour and 23. So I talked to her last week. I said, what's uh, what's it looking like up there? Any snow? Nope. 
no snow and we're probably not going to have any. And I said, okay, so can I reserve a different weekend? Yeah. So I found her uh, during the kids' uh, winter break, which is like February. It's the last few days of February. I think February ends in the middle of the week in March. That's it's the week. That's when uh, New Hampshire. It's the week after everybody else. The rest of the world has like President's Day week. Uh, and New Hampshire has the week after that. So that way it doesn't overwhelm the the resorts, the ski resorts and all that stuff. And, and, and also it's kind of nice. So New Hampshire, uh, we don't have to deal with the mass holes when we go up to snow country, ski country, and uh, book places at the mountains. Still very crowded, but not, not as crazy crazy as the week before. So that's nice. So I was able to find midweek. I said, okay, I'll just take a few days off. Because that's my New Year's resolution is like, <laughs> take time off. I'm going to actually take time off here and there. And uh, yeah, and that's it. So, so yeah, so we, we, we changed that booking and now we're going to go uh, for a couple of days. I think February, it's just two nights. And I get a 24-hour snowmobile rental. The wife and daughter have no interest. So the 13-year-old and I will just, you know, we'll dick around on the snowmobile, <laughs> go on some trails, uh, you know, and all that good fun stuff. And we got a reservation at the restaurant. It's already booked. We couldn't get a re- reservation until 8 p.m., but we got one. I've never had a reservation at the restaurant. We've always had to go and just get there as early as possible. I think the restaurant opens at like 4, 5, something like that. And the dining room is reservation only. And then they have a few, you know, maybe five or six or seven tables and some seats at the bar. So you can go into the tavern and it's first come, first serve. So we would just get there and try to be first or second in line so we could just go in and get a nice a nice meal. And uh, you know, same food, whether you're eating at the bar. And the bar is cozy. It's all wood and, you know, fucking deer heads and stuff up on the wall. <laughs> all, the, all the shit that you would expect to see. And lots of nice TVs with sports. And it's great. Just great. So... So we got the reservation, though, so it'll be the first time that we've ever eaten in the dining room, and it'll be during the winter break in a few months uh, at the end of February. And uh, and so we'll do some snowmobiling and some relaxation, and we've got a nice place up there for a couple nights and a nice meal uh, on night number two. And, uh, yeah, that's good. It's all good. Looking forward to it. All good things. Lots of big stuff. 2022 was actually, you know, it was a very stressful, crazy year, but there was also a lot of good shit that happened. We made sure to make up for lost time from the pandemic when we weren't going anywhere and doing anything, and we made sure to get out to concerts and sporting events and all these other things. And uh, and we're going to do the same, and hopefully even more so in 2023, and other other big shit. Big shit's coming, baby. All right, gang, that's really it. Uh, thanks for listening. It's good fun. Haven't done this in a, it's been a while, been a week almost. So, uh, good to, good to be chatting. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing and, uh, tell your friends, get them to subscribe to the birthday boy podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Later Gators.